The Ordinary Discussion Podcast. I, I keep going back to this because I think it's important to understand that we have this we have this issue at hand, which is is heredity of sin, and we have to find a way out of it. <laughs> and that's the big struggle of humankind. It's like, how do we find our way out of this heredity of sin? We all feel it. I think even people that aren't believers, even people that maybe believe a different religion, they feel it. That's why we're all drawn to, you know, you, you see people all the time that aren't believers that talk about love, kindness, be kind, be nice, let's do good, let's be nice. There's something in us that we're trying to solve a problem within constantly. It's, you can see it no matter who you talk to. There's this struggle. And so we have to recognize what that struggle is, and then we can talk about what is the solution to that, and that is the cross. Welcome to Ordinary Discussions Podcast. Uh, We have another great podcast for you today on the cross. If you watched our last session, it was on the blood, and today's session is on the cross. It's going to be a a fun conversation. We're going to talk about three main topics. We're going to talk about sin versus sins, which we talked a little bit about last week, Um, our heredity of sin. And uh, what is our solution to this heredity of sin? So we're going to try to make this as practical as possible. It's a very fundamental aspect of our faith, understanding the cross. Of course, the blood of Christ is included in the overall work of the cross. But we utilize a book called The Normal Christian Life, which you guys can find the resource on the link below in the description. And uh, Watchman E breaks it into uh, some some different, more granular aspects. We're going to discuss those today. I have once again with me as a guest, uh, Emily Webb, the Director of Ordinary Women. How are you, Emily? I'm great, Jeremy. That's awesome. So Emily and I have led this session several times with with folks uh, in our groups, and we hope that, that as we talk through this session, as we talk through the cross, that we can make it as practical as possible and help you as you lead or go through uh, the session yourself. And if you're not going through ordinary men or ordinary women, that is absolutely fine. There's a lot of truth and great nuggets here, and uh, I think it'll give you a a greater understanding of what God has done for us through Jesus, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Well, guys, if you're enjoying the podcast, I would ask that you would subscribe, uh, like, comment, all those good things. We love to hear comments or questions. Uh, You can also reach out to us on our website, theordinarymen.com or theordinarywomen.com. You can ask us any questions you have or reach out with any concerns, and we'd love to get back to you. All right, well, let's jump right in. Are you ready, Emily? Let's do this. All right, enjoy the show. See you guys. Let's do this. Hey, Emily, how are you? Jeremy, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. It's a Monday morning. Um, <laughs> probably shouldn't record podcast on Monday morning. No, <laughs> not a good idea. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be great because I don't know why it's going to be great. But it's going to be great. But you know, Mondays are always the time when you you're putting out fires, you're catching up from the end of the week. The you know you're getting your week ready, the whole nine yards. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's okay. Well, we're gonna. We're going to kill this thing, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, you guys, I, I hope we do. <laughs> this is a tough topic. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it from the beginning. Maybe that's, maybe that's why it's tough on a Monday morning. Uh, it's the, the cross. And so what sounds like very easy in concept actually is very deep, and it's the core of our faith, really. And so last week we talked about the blood of Christ, and today we're going to talk about the cross. 
And really, it's uh, in today's when we hear when we hear people talk about the cross today, we're talking about the wholeness of the cross, which is the blood of Christ, the death, the resurrection of Christ. And when we say the cross, we're talking about that as a whole. Watchman Nee uh, recognizes it as a whole, but he breaks it into uh, different parts so that we get a little more granular. And so last week we talked about the blood, and the blood deals with our what, Emily? With our sins. With our the sins that we do that are wrong. That's right. And so we're going to discuss some of that this morning or today. And, uh, and without going back and rehashing the entire uh, session on um, the blood, but we will hit on it some. I would highly recommend that you go back and listen to that podcast on the blood if you haven't already, because it really ties in well with what we're talking about today. It's really a, a progression, as Watchmany explains it. And so I know I said this in the intro, but uh, this is the book we're using, Watchmany, The Normal Christian Life. Uh, we're going, oh, I don't know if you guys can see that. Uh, we're going to put that in the description that you can buy the book on Amazon. It's pretty cheap. Or you can, I, I believe you can download it now. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can download it as well. And Audible as well. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine doing this via Audible though. Well, I think it's good to get both. Right, read it and listen to it. Maybe I need to listen more. You guys, you guys don't comment on this, but maybe I should read it and listen to it. Maybe, maybe you'll agree at the end of this. Um, no, but uh, so I, I will say this: uh, if you're going through ordinary men, ordinary women, uh, one of our cultural values, our main cultural values, is high, high challenge, high grace. And I think what we've done a lot in faith is we've tried to make it so that there's very little challenge. We want to make it so that it's easy. For people, right? And, and I understand that. We want to make it easy to come to Christ. But I think as we grow in the Word, there's going to be a lot of challenge around that. And we have to challenge ourselves to, to dig deeper. It's like we talked about milk versus meat, right? We've got to get into the meat of the Word. And so I'll just recognize this up front. And I think you'll agree, Emily, that this is definitely a high challenge session, right? It is. Yeah. It's very meaty. I think that. The blood, the cross, and then our next one, which this will flow right into, is spirit, soul, and body. I, I think those three are the three most challenging as far as preparation is concerned in all that we do in ordinary men and ordinary women. I would totally agree with that. Yeah. So if you're going through the, the sessions and you feel frustrated because maybe, you know, Watchman Nee, this book was written some time ago, and he's a Chinese man, and uh, his writing is amazing, but at times you have to read it three or four times the same paragraph to really get what he's saying. And maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just not uh, as intelligent as, as many of you guys listening. But for me, I have to do that. And, and even to this day, every time I read it, I read it again. And I read it again today uh, before this. So it was fresh. And again, I get something new out of it each time. And so it is challenging. But I would just ask you to embrace it. I know we've had people in groups, and maybe you've heard it as well, Emily. I think you've, you've said something to me where you've had some people complain, hey, it's boring reading. It's not, I don't really get into it. It's been difficult. But I think that's where we have to embrace this high challenge, high grace mentality. Would you agree? Right. I do agree. And I do say, I, I think that the more you read it, the easier it gets and the more you understand it. So reading it one time through is probably not enough. I, and that's why I think also listening to it and reading it so you're getting it you know, in two forms of learning styles that will help you retain it better. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is I would never want someone, you know, we talk about ordinary men, one of our core values, not cultural, but core values is multiplication. And so I would never want somebody that's leading 
ordinary men not lead because they're afraid to lead these three sessions. And I do believe uh, nobody's ever said that to me, mm-hmm. but, but I, I get this inkling that maybe that is the case at times. It's a little intimidating. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping this podcast will help in that area. And, and the other thing that I think is really important when we talk about the blood and the cross, which again, it's even in the Watchman Nee, it's in the footnotes of Watchman Nee. He says, the author uses a cross here and throughout the study in a special sense. Most readers will be familiar with the current use of the expression, the cross, to signify firstly the entire redemptive work that they accomplished historically in the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. So just understand when we're talking, we, we understand that as, as the, the complete work, but we're, we're getting granular. I know I'm beating that, that, that horse to death, but um, I think it's important because it's really the core of, of, of our salvation. It is our salvation. And, mm-hmm. and I find that, uh, gosh, I'm 44 now. I just turned 44. Um, gosh, I can't believe I'm 44. Yeah, happy late birthday. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Um, it was great. Um, but, you know, I probably stumbled upon it. I didn't stumble upon it. It was given to me by my pastor, uh, Daniel Floyd, at LifePoint Church. And uh, it, was, it was probably my late 30s when I first read it. And, I, and, and I'm sure people preached this and taught me this, and maybe I was just too hard-headed to get it. But... I was a little taken back by the fact that this is the core of what I believe, and I really didn't have an understanding of it like I thought I did. Mm-hmm. Did you have that same experience? I did. I mean, I've been in church my entire life, I and mean, I got saved when I was a little girl and just went to Christian school my whole life. And so I knew it, but I don't think I fully grasped what it actually meant until reading Watchmen. So he does a good job, I think, of explaining something in several different ways and so if you don't get it the first time he'll repeat it in a different way (laughs) and if you don't get that he'll repeat it in another way which some people find annoying but i think it helps me to 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 hit all the different ways that people learn um yeah it helps you understand it so and certainly i'm not saying and emily's not saying that you have to have a full understanding of the theology and the workings of the blood and the cross to be to be saved but, but I am saying that there becomes a point, at least in my life, I'm a very um, inquisical, uh, questioning person. Okay. And so there became a point in my faith where it was like, okay, blind faith is not bad, but I'm getting to the point that I need to have some, some revelation behind it. And uh, if we don't talk about that, that's really important because Watchman Nee actually mentions the fact that all of this that we're talking about will never really make any sense to you through a human aspect. It takes a revelation of the Holy Spirit to bring it truth and to bring it true into your life. And that's something we have to pray for is revelation around this topic. Yeah, definitely. Which which is why it makes it difficult to discuss it on a 40 minute, 45 minute podcast, because it does take even even though it takes for me and you, Emily, and, and anyone listening, um, understanding the blood and the cross and the, the resurrection of Christ and that we're that we died in Christ and we're risen in Christ and all that. I mean, I can try to explain it. I'll never explain it like Watchman Nee does, but I can try to explain it and I can explain it the best I can. But understand, it still takes a level of revelation for you as a listener to understand it. So that's what's difficult, I think, and that's what gives me a little apprehension <laughs> having this podcast today. Is I'm afraid I'm not going to do it justice, and so I hope I do, but I'm afraid that I'm not. So bear with me, guys, as we go through this. Emily, you'll carry the weight, right? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so I talked to Emily before uh, we got started, and I think it's important 
as we go back again to the blood, we talked about the blood handles the sins, our sins, the things we have we did we have done or the things that we do, right? That are wrong, sins. Mm-hmm. And the blood covers our sins. And that's that's Romans, the first five chapters of Roman, one through five, Romans one through five, and then a five through eight talks about our sin, right? And there's a difference between sins and sin. And that's where we're gonna go. And so let's just bring it so that it flows together. What happens is we realize that, that, that we're forgiven of our sins, right? The things we have done. Like we can go bold. Our approach to God can be bold because he sees the blood of Christ, not our sins, right? We are righteous right. because of what he has done. We're justified just as I never have sinned, right? So that's how God sees us because of the blood of Christ, which is all great until you live a Christian life for a little while. And for me, it's probably not that long. For others, maybe it's longer. But what you realize is there's something at the core that's rotten inside of you. And I know that's tough for a lot of people. This is going to be, some, some of the stuff we talk about is going to be, a lot of people are going to want to push back on, especially your, your human nature will want to push back on this. Because we want to think that there's nothing wrong with us, that we're all right, that there's a lot of good in us. Right, we're taught that by the world that oh, we're all good. Accept who you are. You're all good, but but what the Word of God says is there is something in, inherently wrong with us, and it's sin, and we get that through through heredity, which we're going to talk about. So that's the practical part of this: is we have this practical aspect of the blood, and that is that it allows us to to have a, a very courageous and 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 forthright approach to God, right with boldness. And then once we do that for a while, then we realize, wait a minute, but I still have this issue inside of me, this sin thing, where no matter how humble I try to be, I'm not humble. No matter how ungreedy I try to be, I'm still greedy. No matter how angry or how loving, I, like, this thing just keeps coming up. And so like, how does, that, how does that work and how do I deal with that? And that is the cross. And that's, that's in, this, in this study, that's what we're going to discuss is how did God deal with it, right? Because that's who dealt with it. God dealt with it for us. Um, so I think that breaks down into three aspects. I think we need to talk about sins versus sin, which we've pretty much talked about, but maybe we'll hit on it a little more. Uh, the second is our heredity of sin. So what does that mean? And, and how does that work in our lives? And then three, what is our solution to this heredity of sin? Right. And so I think if we could go through those three aspects, Emily, I think it does make it practical what we're talking about and allows people to uh, walk it out in their lives in a, in a very meaningful way. Yeah. I like that we're ending with the good news. The good news. <laughs> a good way to, it's a good way to finish. That's the gospel though. It's all goodness. People are like, how could, how could you tell somebody that, that, that they are inherently sinful? It's, it's terrible news. I'm like, no, it's great news because we have a solution. It's terrible news if there's not a solution. <laughs> it's right. great news if there's a solution. That's so, why I love Romans 7. It's my favorite. Let's hear and it. I love, love when he gets all the way to the end and it's like, you know, I love, I love, uh, I love Paul and his honesty, but when he talks about, you know, I know what to do, you know, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do. I do not do, but what, but what I hate I do. And then he, he goes on and he keeps talking about how he wants to do good, but he can't do good. And he's trying so hard. And then you get down to the end. Well, I don't want to spoil it. Maybe well, I should not, wait. No, it's fine. Spoil it. Spoil it. <laughs> So he gets to the end and he says, what a wretched man am I who will rescue me from this body of death. And then verse 25, my favorite, thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So then I myself in my mind am a slave to God's law, but in the sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. That's great. So 
Jesus is the answer. He is. And done. <laughs> and done. That's the cross. <laughs> so let's talk. So we talked about sin versus sins. As Watchman Nee explains it, as the Word of God explains it um, in Romans, we, 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 we commit sins. Uh, but even if we had never committed a sin in our lives, we would still be sinful. Right. Right. And can you, uh, how, how do you explain that in your, in your words, Emily? Well, we're born sinful because of Adam. So Adam was the first man he sinned and we all came after him. So once he sinned, that brought sin into the world so that anyone that was born after Adam was born with sin already in their life. So we were born separated from God. And so he had to make a way for us to be able to close that gap so that we could come and and be in relationship with him. Yeah. And a lot of progressive Christianity will want to um, gloss over that or tell people that that's not the case, Mm -hmm. that, that we're actually, we're, we're born good, but the Bible just clearly does not say that. So let's not, let's just not go on the words of Watchman Nee, right? And Watchman Nee, by the way, everything he does is backed up by scripture. So we can go by the words of Watchman Nee, because if you read his book, which I highly encourage you to do, you will find that it's all backed by scripture over and over again. And so let's look at Romans 5, 18 through 19. So this is the word of God, obviously. Consequently, consequently, I can't talk, just as the result of one trespass was condemnation for all men. So what is that one trespass? That was the sin of Adam and Eve, right? Mm -hmm. So just as uh, the one trespass was condemnation for all men, all, that's, that's all. So also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brings life for all men. For justice through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners. So Adam, because of his disobedience, were all made sinners. So also through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. I mean, what a beautiful verse. I know. I just love the peace that it brings. It's like, okay, here's the bad news. Bad news is you were all born sinners because of what Adam did. Thanks, Adam. And then the good news is now you're all made righteous because of what Christ did. So in his one act, his yeah. one death on the cross, then we all were made righteous through that. Yeah. And, and again, I don't want to keep, well, I will, because I think it's important because I'm sure people are listening now and, and, and having issue with the fact that, that we are saying that they're, that they're sinful <laughs> and they were born sinful and there's, and they were, they were born that way, period, because of heredity. But I've heard I've heard it said before, so it's not anything new. But it's if you don't believe that, have a child, because yes. you do not have to teach a child to be selfish. You do not have to teach them to be greedy. You don't have to teach them to be angry. Like it is. You don't have to teach them the word no. They they come out saying no. It's always one of their first words. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah, we spend our whole lives trying to teach our kids to do the right thing, and never once teach them to do the bad thing. But yet. <laughs> more of more than not, they do the bad and not the right, you know? And I was, we were all there. We're all there. I mean, I'm not like beating, beating up anybody's kid here. It's just, it's just what it is. Like go to a nursery and see how many kids are getting bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's terrible. But it's true. Like, uh, and, and I, it gives me a ton of hope and I don't, I'm, I don't profess to be somebody that studied all, all religions and such, but as I understand most religions, is it's about something that you do to earn your way into heaven. Like it's about some goodness within you. Okay. You have to, you have to get this. And I, again, I mean, I'm sure somebody can, can prove me wrong in some aspect, but overall 
It's about this work that you do to be good enough so that now my goodness overwhelms my bad and now I have eternal life or, or I, I come back as a different person. I don't even, I don't know how they all work, right? It actually gives me hope to read the word of God to say, no, there's nothing really that I can do. There, I know there's nothing I can do to earn salvation. And I was born a sinner and God knows that. And he came and gave his son to, to die on my behalf. And I was in him in that death and in him in that resurrection so that I can have eternal life. So now it's not about something that I can do to earn because I don't believe for a second. And if you're listening and you're from another religion, I would challenge you. Do you really believe for a second there's anything you can do to earn salvation? Do you really believe that there's something good enough in you to earn salvation? Because I would challenge that thought. I don't believe there is in me. And the word of God says it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think it's really important that we understand this sin in our lives and understand uh, how it's there, why it's there, because once we do, it allows us to accept the good news in a much greater capacity and allows us to live with much greater freedom. Ah, oh, freedom. That's what I was going to say. That's how it makes me feel. Like I, I'm a very, I like to do the right thing. I don't like to make mistakes. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And so to know that there's nothing I can do that's right enough, that it all falls on God's grace, it for me is freedom. It's like, okay, there's one thing I don't have to try at. Yeah. <laughs> I just have to accept his grace and be okay with it and understand that I'm going to make mistakes and I'm going to sin. It's it, There's a sanctification process. It's the process of growing in Christ. And it's a lifelong process and I'll never be there until I'm in heaven. Like I'll never be fully righteous and fully holy until I'm there. So there's nothing I can do now that's going to get me there. I just have to bring in less of me and more of him and allow him to take over my life to, to help me stop sinning. (laughs) Yeah. So, so how does, so Watchman Need does a really good job of explaining well, first off, he says we're not sinners because we sinned, right? We often think we, we often think of it in the wrong terms. Like it's, uh, and in fact, a lot of he even points out that a lot of people that are evangelizing to people that are non Christians will say, you know, you've sinned, so you're a sinner. But that's really not what the Word of God says. The Word of God says we're sinners because of heredity, because we're born of Adam, right? Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we are. Once we sin, we're we're sinners because we sin. But we could go through life without sin. And we would still be sinners because of our heredity with Adam. That's why it's so important that Jesus was was, was not born like we were born, right? He's not mm-hmm. he's not of the he's not of the flesh. He was he was born of virgin birth. Like that's where all of this starts making a whole lot more sense. It's like, right. oh, I see why Jesus had to come that way. That makes exactly. a total sense because he did not come under the same heredity that we came, so he can live a perfect life, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah. all that becomes very. Um, very revealing. But I love how Watchman Nee, um, as you would say, he says it multiple times, but he explains, and maybe you could take a stab at it and I can, if, if you want, but he talks about how we are in Adam, just like we were in our great, great grandfather. Can you talk on that? Right. So then he talks about, you know, if our great grandfather had never existed, then we would never have existed. Like if, if you, you know, take the math and go on back. Yeah. So what he says in that, exactly what you said is not so much that if our grandfather never lived, that if he died before he 
before he had his son, before he had his first child, then we would not be in him. Right. Right. So in the same way, we are in Adam because we are all come from the same original Adam and Eve. Right. So it's, it's impossible to say, well, I'm not of the heredity of Adam because we are because of that. No, no, no more than, uh, and he gives example after example, like he's Chinese because of this, this great warrior that took over another great warrior and started, mm-hmm. started the nation of China. Well, if he had never taken that, taken over and, and done that, then he would not be Chinese, but he is because of that. And there's nothing he can do to change that. Even if he's born in America by his parents, he would still be Chinese, right? So we, we can't get out of it any more than he got out of it. So I, I keep going back to this because I think it's important to understand that we have this, we have this issue at hand, which is, is heredity of sin, and we have to find a way out of it. <laughs> and that's the big struggle of humankind. It's like, how do we find our way out of this heredity of sin? We all feel it. I think even people that aren't believers, even people that maybe believe a different religion, they feel it. That's why we're all drawn to you know, you, you see people all the time that aren't believers that talk about love, kindness, be kind, be nice, let's do good, let's be not. There's something in us that we're trying to solve a problem within constantly. It's, you can see it no matter who you talk to. There's this struggle. And so we have to recognize what that struggle is, and then we can talk about what is the solution to that, and that is the cross. Right? Right. Ordinary men offered for me and I think for a lot of the guys in our group uh, a place where we could really open up and share our hearts kind of enter into each other's struggles and successes and kind of celebrate each other's growths. I've been a part of a lot of men's groups and different church groups over the years but Ordinary Men was intriguing to me because um, of the intimacy aspect. It wasn't just intimacy with you know, scripture or some sort of curriculum or study, but it was intimacy with God and intimacy with each other. And there's a level of vulnerability and trust that you can't really cultivate kind of in your normal scope of life. Ordinary Men is a discipleship process that brings an ancient concept into our modern lives. Whether you are personally looking to grow in intentional relationships or to find closer intimacy with Jesus, or you're a church looking for a pathway to multiply disciples, Ordinary Men is for you. To find out more on how you can join the movement, go to theordinarymen.com. Ordinary Men, disciples making disciples. Where do we go from there, Emily? Um, well, we're still talking about the struggle because there's a great part in Watchman Nee's book. It's like the chapter on the value of Romans seven, which I told you is already my favorite chapter in Romans, but he talks about how, um, you can have a clumsy servant, but you, the, you won't realize that the servant is clumsy until he starts to move and he's still, he starts to do anything. And it's kind of like us with sin. Like we don't realize a lot of times that we have a sin problem until we're asked to do something or until, you know, there's a temptation that's put before us or until we're trying so hard to be good which is when we actually fall into sin. So I think it's interesting like to think about, you know, thinking that you're so good until you try so hard to be so good and then that's when you realize that you're sinful and you fall. So then you said what's the solution to it all? Mm-hmm. How do we get out of it? And so the only way to escape your heredity is death, right? 
That's right. So, and that's, that's a scary thing. And thank God we have Jesus. <laughs> Romans 5, 12 through 21 is kind of long. Uh, I may not read the whole thing, but it says it well. Paul says it obviously well. <laughs> um, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, in this way death came to all men because all sinned. For before the law was given, sin was in the world. But sin is not taken into account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death resigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as did Adam, who is a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is like is not like the trespass. So what's the gift? It's Jesus. For if the man died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to many? Again, the gift of God is not like the result of the one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. So through one man's disobedience, we have sin, and through one man's obedience, we have justification. Right. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So that's the, 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 the main point. Now, the hard part to understand is, okay, that's great, <laughs> but what does that mean for me? I know Christ died, but how am I in Christ, right? So we have to understand that when, just like we were in Adam when Adam sinned, right? We were in Christ when he died and rose from the dead. And so 1 Corinthians says it really well. Hey, before we read that verse, let me, let me, let me hit this, and it, it, may, it may make it easier to understand. Uh, I'm going to read from Watchman Nee. I'm, gonna, I try, I'm trying to do less of that. I know you guys as listeners don't want to just hear me read, but he says it so well. And uh, so this is just a paragraph and a half. Uh, he says, seeing that we were in Adam, how can we get out of Adam? Let me say it once. The blood cannot take us out of Adam. So we talked about last week, the blood. The blood covers our sins. It's our approach to God, right? But the blood doesn't take us out of Adam. There's only one way. Since we came in by birth, we must go out by death. Ooh, ooh, that's tough. To do away with our sinfulness, we must do away with our life. Bondage to sin came by birth. Deliverance from sin comes by death. And it is just this way of escape that God has provided. Death is the secret of emancipation. We died to sin, Romans 6, 2. But how can we die? Some of us have tried very hard to get rid of the sinful life, but we have found it most tenacious. Uh, I, I can relate to that. What is the best way out? It is not by trying to kill ourselves, but by recognizing that God has dealt with us on the cross. This is summed up in the apostles' next statement. All who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death. Yeah. So then the question, and that's the verse we were trying to find, maybe you found it, Emily, while I was, while I was reading, yeah. is, well, how are we in Christ? I don't even understand. How do I, I mean, that's, that's one of those things that takes revelation, I guess, because I don't understand how I'm in Christ. So, I mean, explain that to me. Well, it says in 1 Corinthians 1.30, it said, it's because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness. Um, holiness and redemption. And I know also in Watchman Nee, he says a different translation. He says, you, you're in Christ. How? Of him. That is of God. That's how you're in Christ, of God. So praise God. It's not left to us. <laughs> so we are not in Christ because of something we have done. We're in no. Christ because of God. Yeah. And see, that's where it takes faith and revelation, right? It's like mm-hmm. we'll never grasp the cross and, and the work of Christ in our lives, unless we have faith in the fact that, that we were in Christ in his death. And so uh, salvation aside from faith is, is impossible. 
Like we have to, we have to have faith in these, in these areas and these aspects. Mm-hmm. So you, this is, Hey, you tried to say this earlier. So now I'll let you say it. <laughs> Not that I stopped. I would have let you say it before, but this is where it really fits in. You were talking about a piece of paper. No, you're, right. you're right. And like, I was, I remembered it, but I couldn't remember why, but the piece of paper. So watch when he talks about a piece of paper in a book and he says, you had a piece of paper and you stuck it in a book. Um, I this paper. I thought I had this paper. And you stuck it in a book. And then the book goes on a journey and the piece of paper goes wherever the book goes. So if the book gets wet, the piece of paper gets wet. If the book flies across the world, the piece of paper flies across the world. And that's how it is with us in Christ. Because we are in Christ, we went with Christ to the cross mm-hmm. and our sin nature died. Yeah. And because we are in Christ, we rose again. Our, we were resurrected into a new life, our new um a new, we are a new creature in yeah. Christ. I mean, that's what the Bible tells us. And what is that verse, Jeremy, that talks about that? Um, First Corinthians 15, maybe? I think you might be right. Yeah, and on that, it's, you know, exactly what you're saying. Watchman's like, hey, if I put this piece of paper in this book and ship it across the country, is the paper, can the paper not be shipped with the book? Right. Like, no, it has no. to, if it's in the book, it has <laughs> it's to. In the book, it's yeah, going. Yeah, and so... Uh, and that's why I think if, if it seemed like I was, you know, really beating a dead horse with the, the hereditary thing, like we are sinful because we are, are of Adam, then to understand that also means that we understand that when we are in Christ, that we could die in Christ and rise in Christ even before we were born because we were in Adam before we were born too. Does that, does that make sense? So for mm-hmm. me, it's a really important aspect of understanding uh, the work of the cross because otherwise I'm like, well, I wasn't alive when Jesus died. How did I die with him? Well, I also wasn't alive when Adam sinned, but I was born sinful, right? So if I was in Adam, then I can be in Christ. And because the Bible tells me in 1 Corinthians one thirty that I am in Christ because God put me in Christ, right? And then yeah. you mentioned the verse, I think it was, I think the verse you're looking for is 1 Corinthians 15, if I can find it. I just had it uh, earlier. First Corinthians fifteen forty five through forty seven. Bear with me, guys. Yeah. I wasn't the best at the what was it the sword drill when we were in oh, school? Oh, I was. I was so uh, good. I bet you were the you were. I was always the was one that so good. I just sat next to you, and then when you got the candy, I would ask you for half of it or you something. You had to do this, and you had to <laughs> like rose up your Bible in the air, and the, then you. Anybody listening do the sword drill? Anybody good at it? <laughs> I was not good at it. I went to high school with Ian Kamara. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys did it in high school? Oh, yeah. We did it all through elementary, through high school. and Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, I didn't go to a Christian school. We didn't really do sword drills where I went to high sword school. <laughs> we did it in, like, uh, grade school at church, uh, and I was terrible. Okay, so here's my sword drill moment, 1 Corinthians 15. So more than that, this 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 45. Man, I'm still not in the right place. Where, what am I doing here? Okay, here it is. So it is written. Uh, yeah. So it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam, a life-giving spirit. So the first Adam was Adam. The, second, the last Adam was Jesus. The spiritual did not come first, but the natural. And after the spiritual, and after that, the spiritual. The first man was of the dust of the earth, and the second man from heaven. As was the earthly man, so are those who are in of the earth, and as is the man from heaven. So also those who are of heaven. 
And just as we have borne the likeness of the earthly man, so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. It's so great. It, it, listen, but it takes revelation to, to, really, to really grasp it. I get that. Um, I mean, I read it, but then after you read it, you're like, yeah, but what does that mean? It takes a revelation from God, but it doesn't mean we can't have faith in it today. It doesn't mean we can't walk that faith out today as he reveals it to us in our lives, uh, because it is true as we walk it out. So, I, I mean, I think that's pretty much, I mean, we could talk and talk and talk, but as, as you're looking at the cross, as you're looking at the work of Jesus on the cross, obviously we can look at it as a whole, we're breaking it into parts, and the death and resurrection of Christ, what does it mean for us? And really what it means for me is it, it was the translation of, uh, of us from Adam to Christ. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, if that makes sense. It was like when Christ, when, when Christ died, he translated us from sinners. We were with him. Now we're dead to sin and we're alive in Christ. So it's this translation from the first Adam, the first man, to the second man, which gives us eternal life. And the only thing keeping us from it is our faith in him and our belief in him and, and, and accepting him as our Lord and Savior. And so I would just say, uh, like, if, if you're listening to this today and you're not a believer and this all sounds like, oh, my gosh, what is this? I've never heard this before. First off, reach out to us. Um, you can you can hit the link below in the description. We'd love to talk to you, Emily or I would. But you can also, you don't have to reach out to us. You can make that decision today. You can make a decision to follow him today and and to believe <clears throat> that that he was, that he did die on the cross, that he was the, the, the without blame, and he was our substitution of death. And because of that, you can live a life uh, of eternity. Uh, because of him, and it's just a, it's just a matter of accepting him and believing that for your own life, and from there you can you can get deeper into the word, and from there you can you can try to understand it more. But salvation comes with faith, right? It's not, you don't have to understand it all. So if this resonates with you, and this is something that 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 the Lord is is tugging at your heart right now, I would just ask you to to stop and just pray to him and, and ask him into your heart, or reach out to us and let us know, and we'd be happy to walk you through that as well. Right, Ems? Absolutely. Great. Any final words? Well, I think we we only left one thing, maybe. Is it still a little question mark? I think um, we left a lot of question marks. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's it can be very confusing as a Christian. Okay, I know that I've been freed from sin. I know that that my sin nature died with Jesus on the cross. I know that I am now alive in him and that grace covers everything. Why do I keep sinning? Mm, That's a great question. It's a question I had that I explored for months (laughs) and I could not get the answer that was at all, not that I'm looking for what satisfies me. I, there's actually a quote. I love this quote. It says, if the God you serve never disagrees with you, you're probably serving an idealized version of yourself. Right. Uh, and so I, I don't try to make the God I serve agree with me, but I do want to understand the God I serve as much as I can. And I understand. I mean, we are finite minds and an infinite God, like we'll never understand. If we do, then he's not God. If I understand God, then he's not God. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I, there, there's a slippery slope there, but but I still want to have a grasp around it, right? Understand why. And uh, and I feel like our next podcast is on spirit, soul, and body. 
And I really believe that that is the answer to, to this question. And once again, it's a watchman knee study. And, and what's interesting is I had to, I, I asked many people in the faith and I, and I couldn't get an answer that I felt like felt very definitive to me. And that, that made a lot of sense based on the Word of God. And then I just kept digging into Watchman Nee and the normal Christian life. And then I bought a, another book called The Spiritual Man. And that book is like that thick. <laughs> that's, that's thick for me, guys. And uh, I started reading it, and I had this aha moment when I got to the spirit, soul, and flesh, spirit, soul, and body se- section of, of his book. And I was like, that all makes sense. I, now I get it. And so it gave me a ton of freedom. In fact, this next session, thanks for teeing this up. I'm probably talking too much about it. But this next session was like, <laughs> was huge for me, though. It, it really yeah. it changed my life and how I dealt with sin areas. And, and um, yeah, I'll just stop there and just say make sure you guys t- tune into the next one for sure. All right. Emily, thank you. Um, I think we got through it okay. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, a, it's just a tough, it's a hard topic just to discuss in 45 minutes and uh, without reading, just constantly reading me or, or the word of God. So hopefully you guys got some practical steps out of that. But, but to me, it's like, hey, here's your take homes. There's sin and there's sins. We have an issue within us, which is our heredity of sin. And how do we deal mm-hmm. with that? We deal with that by being in Christ. And by being in Christ, he died and resurrected so that he is the second man. So our problem was being in the first man of Adam. Now we're in the second man of Christ. And because of that, we can live a life of righteousness before him. Yes. All right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, let's do this.